Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rant. Happy day, guys. Happy day indeed. I'm not going to say what day. Oh, it's day day. It's day day. Oh, happy yeah. day to you guys. Or as I call it, D-Day. Yep. That's short day day. <laughs> Why is this your D-Day? Uh, For most of the rest of the world, I had I had vegan brunch this morning. Oh, oh that's that fun. Could yeah. be, well. That makes it a day day. Yeah, made it a day day. Corn tortillas and Did you know that mung beans taste just like scrambled eggs if cooked properly? Do you know? Uh, I disagree with you. They did. (laughs) They tasted just like scrambled eggs. I think we're 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 having a semantic disagreement over the word just. And we're a sports comedy podcast (laughs) that celebrates both uh, omnivore, vegetarian, and vegan breakfasts. Yeah. Joel and I are ostensibly sports insiders. Phil is a sports outsider. I know nothing about sports. Yeah. And as we've said before, it's impressive that at this point how little you know about This is sports. episode 375. Yeah. And I still know very little. Just I know more than I did when we started this endeavor eight years ago. It seems impossible that you have picked up as little as you have yeah, over the course impressive. of that many different it's episodes. pretty impressive. Yeah. I agree. But you know, Major League Baseball has actually stayed in the news all offseason in a way that it usually does not and generally speaking, for all of the wrong reasons. Oh, oh, because of those big contracts for Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg. Rendon. Rendon, yeah. <laughs> what? And, but, you know, no, but people are probably talking about, like, oh, look how much money also, I they heard got. you pronounce Moray's Moors last episode. I wanted to point that out. <laughs> and it's the moops. <laughs> Seinfeld joke. But there's a lot of words that I've only read. Yes, we're aware of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, sports comedy podcast... Major League Baseball, the Astros scandal has been the story oh, of you know, the offseason. I off did see something about that. And now it's and now it's spring training and everyone's talking about it. Well, we got a scoop. Ooh. Ooh. On this podcast, we have a, an Astro. Well, we don't know. How did we get it? I mean, uh, of course we have a scoop. We That's have the a sort scoop. of podcast we are. Well, we have range. Yeah. I guess. Reach. Reach. That's yeah. it. Okay. And range. Yeah, we've got range. <laughs> In oh. baseball, you call it range. Yeah, oh, that's geez. why. Yeah, that's I'm a sports and, outside. And I'm sorry, out. guys. But apparently, we got we got a we got a deep throat. Ooh, I imagine that was probably an inbound for us, right? Oh, do we? Yeah, have it's hard to, to reach out to a deep throat. Yeah, yeah, they came to us. There we. And go. I don't know where he comes from. Mm. I don't know what he's going to tell us, but it should be good. Well, this Ooh. is this is a very Nixon-like scandal that we're seeing unfold here, so it's it's fitting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is like the White yeah. House anonymous that wrote that book. And it just says, by anonymous. I see it at the bookshelves when I go through airports. Remember yeah. when Primary Colors was anonymous? Oh, yeah. 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 Before the author came out. It was still out. technically anonymous when the movie was made about it, wasn't it? No, I think because it was an editor from Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a good movie, by the way. You should really see it. Okay. Sports <laughs> comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. We're all really excited. We got, we got, I don't know. Astros I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Astros We got deep throat, Astros Deep Throat. Do we have a wide world of sport? Sure we do. Right, we do. <laughs> and, and news, news, news. But, but first. first <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to do this. You got this. Tom Brady update, watch update. Tom Brady update, watch update. Brought to you by. Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Tom Brady, three weeks from free agency. <gasps> Whoa, it's coming. Subheadline: Philip Rivers is going to be a free agent too, you guys. Who? Philip oh, Rivers. Yeah. He's he's had a very long, consistent yeah. career that yeah. more people would be talking about right now if he weren't happening to hit free agency at the same time as 
one of those guys with a longer, more consistent career. Huh. At 4 p.m. on March 17th, Joel's birthday and St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. in this year of our Lord 2020, Tom Brady's contract with the Patriots will expire, and he'll become an unrestricted free agent. Ooh, lucky. He'll be able to speak with other teams for the first time in his career, and he may be shocked to find out that many of them just say, park your car right over there in the yard. It's a very close spot. And now all of New England is on high alert because most of them can only envision two possible outcomes. Tom Brady re-signs with the Patriots before becoming a free agent, or Tom Brady becomes a free agent and then re-signs with the Patriots. Yeah, really, they don't want the latter because then... (laughs) Well, they're spending more money. It's a a bigger cap. Yeah, there'll be a couple of days there where Tom Brady will not be a Patriot. And when he retires at 55, they won't be able to say unbroken time as a Patriot along with his 15 Super Bowls. So the next two possibilities are virtually unthinkable to them, which is Tom Brady signs with another team. Uh-oh. Or Tom Ooh. Brady retires, which is so preposterous, it's inconceivable. Yeah. Again. Really? He made enough money. Yeah, he's not going to. He's going to play till he's 55. He's timeless, Phil. He drinks uh. a lot of water, and he stretches, <laughs> and he's never, ever going to get old. I don't know. He's starting to look a little long in the tooth to me. No. <laughs> he's never going to die. He's as fast today as he was when he was 22. I don't believe that. In his 20-year NFL career, Tom Terrific has never been a free agent. He, he, it's like just like he married his high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. If his high school sweetheart was part of a 30-girl cartel that drafted exclusive rights to the cutest boys, mm. Tom Brady went in the sixth round Yeah, and was immediately married on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. The couple has six championships together, mm-hmm. the oldest of which is applying for college. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Born in 2002, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Boy, they grow up so fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tennessee Titans are in play. The Los Angeles Chargers are in play. And because Philip Rivers, also a free agent, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in play. Talk about if you're Philip Rivers, you're like, is he going to is he going (laughs) to overshadow my entire free agency and then sign with my former team and win like three Super Bowls? I think he might. That would that would be hard. I mean, that'd be a little hard. It's already hard to play in this league when you're like, boy, I'm really good at quarterback. Everyone's like, well, you're not Tom Brady. And I'm like, well, that's really not fair. Uh, and the newest Cirque show on the Vegas Strip, the Las Vegas Raiders are in play. Mm. Ooh, Reportedly planning to offer them a $60 million two-year contract. If they're part of Cirque, so do Raiders. they just call it like Radier? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say, if, if you're a Raiders fan, if you'd be willing to accept uh, Tom Brady, through your years of Brady hatred because of the, the, the kick. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. The, the snow thing and the tuck rule. That was uh, all the Raiders. Was, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, that was, yeah. Those don't feel like real things. <laughs> From an outsider, that all uh, sounded like Phil, nonsense. If we only had time to explain you know, all of them the tuck rule. <laughs> of course, everyone wants to know where Tom Brady is going, and two of New England's biggest ambassadors are on the case, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, yeah. They Affleck. Just, yeah, they just... Oh, Jordan, you've probably only read that before and never said it out loud. <laughs> what? But it's pronounced Affleck. Uh, Affleck, yeah. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Uh, they're in a group text with Tom Brady. Oh. Moisturizer tips, hair mm. product, that sort yeah, of thing. absolutely. But these chowderheads tried to get a scoop on the man themselves. Oh. They asked him, where are you going to be next year? His response, the enigmatic shrug emoji. Mm. Whoa. Teen girls have taken their own lives from less. <laughs> yeah. An emoji to friends like that? Anyway, Damon and Aflac claim they haven't been this in the dark since William Goldman wouldn't tell them how he was changing Act 3 of Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> the Oscar Burn! 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 News, news, news on the Smart, Smart, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. 
grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Mashup. Baseball to the danger zone. So many different things I don't like about this. Brought to you by... Chili Pal- Palmer's Ski Resort. Hey, make sure you wear your spandex. We're from the 80s. Astros whistleblower receives death threats. Subheadline, Astros players receive death threats and beanball threats. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, in the latest installment of Tracking the Astros sign-stealing scandal, things are getting a bit dangerous in baseball. I got uh, One of my favorite things happened, which is, A, baseball was covered and all things considered. Always fun. <laughs> there we go. All things considered. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then and then B is is that they had on the expert who was talking to like, you know, one of the one of the like, you know, buttoned up NPR hosts and they're he's just sort of like, yeah, so there might be some some uh you know self self-imposed justice within the player community with beanballs. And she's just like, oh, but I mean, do they really do that anymore? And having the guy on the other side be like, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they definitely, I mean, most people say you shouldn't. And they go, yeah, but we still do. Sure. It's like, oh, to hear the, the lady on the pearl clutching at NPR, like, well, that's insane. How do they still do that? As you can imagine, pitchers around the league have some very strong opinions about the sign-stealing scandal. Oh, do we begin with Mike Clevenger, a Cleveland Indians pitcher who specifically remembered a 95-mile-per-hour inside fastball he threw to Houston outfielder Tony Kemp, a quad-A player, and he pulled <laughs> it down the line for a hit. Quote, not that he's not a good ball player, but Tony Kemp's not the best fastball, highball, two-strike hitter, let alone pulling it down the line at 95 miles an hour. I knew something was up that game. I knew something was different. I don't think that's mm. being unfair to Tony Kemp. <laughs> no, it's not. I think that's being quite fair to Tony <laughs> And about how it would go for Astros hitters this year, uh, the pitchers kind of started to talk like mobsters. <laughs> Clevender said, I don't think they should uh, be, get too many comfortable at-bats there. For a lot of those boys, it shouldn't be. They shouldn't be too comfortable. Yeah, some other pitchers, not me. <laughs> I would never do something like this, but some of those other pitches. Walking down the street, you could get hit yeah, by a ball. You never know. Balls are flying all over the place, especially at baseball stadiums. It's not safe if you don't want to get hit by a ball. Alex Wood said, wouldn't surprise me if something like that happened, just to be honest. Again, some other pitcher, you know, might be upset about this. And Not here's, me. Here's that classic rule of uh, Mafia Jokes 3. It goes, you, a quote from a mob boss, mm-hmm. quote from a mob boss, then quote from a mob enforcer. There Nick Markakis, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. There we go. Right? He kind of cut to the chase. Then he yeah, goes, I, really I think that every guy over there needs a beating. That's right. right? Plus, the the mobster be, with no subtext. <laughs> yeah. Should be said, it's one thing for the pitchers to talk crap and be like, I'm going to hit him with a ball from 60 feet away. Nick Markakis, he's not talking about that. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to get in there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go face to face. Uh, Astros manager and paragon of, quote, doing it the right way, Dusty Baker was somehow able to read between the lines and basically asked MLB, please, he said, put a stop to this seemingly premeditated retaliation I'm hearing about. Wait a second. Mm. Dusty Baker is 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 yeah, the, I, I, I had not read about that. Yeah, they well they hired him to be like, oh, old manager gone, bad, bad. Right. Everyone respects Dusty Baker. Sure they do, but so, also Dusty Baker's something of a traditionalist. Yeah. The sort of guy who's going to throw at your players if you throw at his players, regardless of what happened in the offseason. But basically, a lot of people are coming out and saying, we're going to try to give your batters brain damage. And Dusty Baker's like, guys, <laughs> please don't give my batters brain damage. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
It's also a really generous use of seemingly when he's like this seemingly premeditated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very much. Yeah. The guy, the guy I, said, I think every single guy on the team needs a yeah. beating. Dusty, yeah. I think what you mean to say here is obviously. Right. <laughs> obviously premeditated. So bean balls are pretty bad, especially on the kneecap or elbow. But you know what's worse than bean balls? Being dead. Sure. <laughs> Astros whistleblower Mike Fires claims he's received death threats. Oof. Quote, whatever, I don't care. I've dealt with a lot of death threats before. It's just another thing on my plate. Wow. One, great that he's not hung up on it. Two, yeah. mm. does this mean every player just routinely gets death threats? Because I there's, believe that I there's nothing so. about Mike Fires, one way or the other, that oh. would inspire death. Mike Fires has given up a whole lot of runs. Right, yeah. but, but he's not. But he's also had good stretches. I'm oh, saying sure. it's not like he's had one moment. Like, it's not a Ray Finkel moment. Well, he also this got, is just a very average pitcher I get who it. apparently is receiving death threats before this. I Which makes assume... sense because when he had his ill-fated Fires Festival, a lot of people <laughs> got screwed out of their money. That's true. You know, yeah. the festival, it's, it's, it's fire, but it's spelled differently than right, I right, think yeah. it would be based on he, the word He just fire. wanted a bunch of people to have fun on an island, but for <laughs> yeah. some reason people had a problem with it. So I would say anyone out there who gives up uh, eight runs or more in a single start in a major league baseball game has, received has probably death received death threats, okay. 100%. I'd also say anyone who has uh, put on a Caribbean music festival that didn't actually happen and sold a bunch of tickets oh, to okay. it. Yeah. Also, probably received death threats, whether or not there was a good explanation for why they did that. Well, not to be outdone, the Astros players somehow thought a sympathy, sympathy play was the right move and mm -hmm. said, yeah, well, you know, our whole team's gotten death threats. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, they specific mentioned mentioned killing our kids. So it's actually Whoa. worse than the death threats you've got. Yikes. Uh, My death threat's bigger than your death threat. Basically, Josh Reddick said, you see the things in your box and it says, I will kill your family, I'll kill your kids, blah, blah, blah. It's depressing to read, you know, because it's over a game of baseball. It's not worth such a drastic measure. Yikes. In, in fairness, he's probably got Boston and New York fans who are sending him death threats because they both lost to the Astros in the playoffs. So... I genuinely think the shit that they're getting is probably at least a little bit worse than the stuff that Mike Fires is getting. Except that Mike Fires is probably getting it from players, which means he knows them. Does this, yeah, that's probably But worse. if we've just said, if you've ever had a bad game in the MLB, you've probably gotten a death threat. Oh, sure. Do you think these are, these are more than the baseline death threat that all players get? I would suspect after the Philly fans, the worst group of fans <laughs> to piss off in terms of receiving really creatively awful death threats would probably be Boston immediately followed by New York. What would a and I'm probably going to get death threats from New York for putting Boston ahead of them. What would a Boston death threat sound like? But I'd be like, hey, uh, I, uh, I'll put you a head inside of a spaghetti with beans in it. We're going to chop you up and put you on a lobster roll. <laughs> We're going to put you under a car in the Harvard Yard. We're going to hang two lanterns and make you walk past a bunch of people with flintlock muskets. I'm going <laughs> to send you to Southie, and I'm talking about way Southie, <laughs> which I'm talking about hell. Joining us now on the podcast, and this was a very clandestine effort. Oh, yeah. We went through a whole rigmarole. I mean, we can't even tell you guys. Uh, he arrived here uh, wearing a blindfold. Not sure why he would need to do that, but sure enough. You'd think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't want anybody to see my eyes. Yep, and that is that is not his actual voice. It's been altered. It's been modulated. It's been modulated. With a little box that I put over my mouth. I cannot uh, describe this person to you. No. I could gender, be a male. I could yeah. be a female. Yeah. I could be any race or ethnicity or sexual orientation. Right. We're not going to say that. And so uh, You don't know because I am mysterious. Yeah, so what was your name again? 
Deep throat. Oh, You're going by deep throat. You that's can a classic. Call me deep that's throat. a classic move. Yeah. Yes. I the, just found out that Deep Throat was a specific person. I thought it was just a general term yeah. for a whistleblower. He was like an assistant director of the FBI. I yeah. think we got only yeah. came out a well, few years now ago. Now I feel and like I was copying. great patriot, we should say. Oh, absolutely. Just like me, I'm trying to save baseball. Oh, see, that's the, and I like this. This, right. is, this man is also a true patriot. And, and this day and age... We need more deep throats. Yes, we do. Today, more than ever, we need more deep throats. Yes, support your local whistleblower. <laughs> yes. yes. Make sure, don't throw them under the bus. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Yep. But support them in a way that does not show people who they are. Right. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's a very important part very of the deep Very clandestinely throat. support your local whistleblower. But I, I want to fix the rest of baseball. I know all of the dirt. Okay. Not just that the Astros were stealing signs. Wait, there's more? There's so much yeah. oh, more. See, this well, scandal you know just keeps getting worse. You were in a secure facility. Mm-hmm. You're in a safe place. Wanna, you, you, you let it out there. We want to hear right. all of the dirt so that we can fix baseball and save it. And thank you for putting a bulletproof glass in all of the windows because what I'm going to tell you is going to blow your fucking yeah, minds. That was... Really expensive, especially because here really we had to put in three layers of bulletproof glass. It had to be the bulletproof glass, bulletproof glass, bulletproof glass. I'll make so it we, worth it. We really shelled out. Okay, here's here's secret number one. Okay, sometimes when there's a base runner on first, without the pitcher knowing, they will steal second base. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's yeah. theft yeah. in front of our very eyes. I, I would I would actually say it's only when the pitcher doesn't when know. The pitcher I don't think there's any know. stolen bases where the pitcher knows about it. Or are there? Is the that pitcher is telling? completely clueless. Yeah, but see, and they steal a base. That's the only way you can steal it's a base. theft. Well, uh, I mean, they I, call it stealing a yeah, base, but it's, yeah. it's part of the game. It's, it's more of a figure of speech. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, they stole it. They didn't earn it. They did not earn it through a hit. Well, but or they earned somebody it through else their foot speed. Yeah, they got maybe you a know. single or a walk, and then they stole second. For it's a lot of people, stealing this is and their it's wrong, and the whistle the has been blown. Okay, okay so you're the blowing the whistle. Uh, okay, on. so uh, I, I'm not. I'll be honest. That doesn't move the needle. Over, that doesn't move yeah, the needle for is, me. He's working his way up. Plenty more. He's got some bigger ones. Okay, I hope so because that one. I have plenty more. What do we got? All right, all right. Sometimes when somebody hits a ball, you might notice there's a person. Next to first base, a person next to third base. They're telling them whether they should run to the next base or not. Yeah. Yeah. The base players coaches. the players not making that distinction. Yeah, but like why else would they stand there? Yeah, out they in front were, of everyone. It's the first you, base coach and third base coach is what you're somebody casually watching like the game. Their presence is not <laughs> You think you think that it's just somebody Maybe they're a reporter. But they're in uniforms. But, but they're in uniforms, but maybe they're just a fan, but no. They're in the first they're and actually, third base coaching box. They're providing information just like the Astros did with the video cameras, but they're providing information directly to the players. You think those are Instead like, of banging on garbage cans, they're just telling them. You think those are like really expensive seats is what you're saying. They're just onlookers. <laughs> That's right. what people think, but they're not just on. No, okay, all right. They're oh, hired you're, you're by the organization. I don't, okay. I don't know how many people. They're think hired that. by the organization to tell the runners what to do. Right. They're yeah. in, they're listed in the media guide as first yeah, base well, coach and third. Again, that's, that was my number one tip. Once off. again, that's how I. <laughs> that's how I started pulling at the threads. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't. I, pulled the I don't threads think you should be revealing your sources right now. That's probably not. Well, this one was really more like straight up detective work than <laughs> sources. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I didn't why don't need we... a source for this. This was just me pulling threads. Why don't we keep connecting the yarn? Yeah. Picture to picture. Why don't we keep working our way further up the chain? What else? What else do we have here? All right. Inside the mascot costumes, those are little people. Yeah. I mean, not, not, wait, a... not little people. No. Sometimes they are. Well, yeah, they could be. They're shortish but... sometimes. But because the there's actually a lot of padding. Those mascots are not real lions or bears, or or cowboys. Weird green creatures. Nope, they're people inside of them. Or priests. Yeah, they're not who they say they are. Yeah, well, I mean, they're I guess, people. I guess that's a hired by the organization to help the fans cheer. This is neither specific to baseball nor a secret. I'm blowing the lid off of many sports with this one. I, almost all of them, but those mascots. I don't know that you're blowing are the lid off animals. Anything. They're not animals that take on human characteristics. I think this is more like Santa Claus. After a certain point, you sort of are aware that they're not yeah. actual. Like, there's a person in there. Because yeah. proud whistleblowers like me are blowing the lid off of it. No, because just because I think <laughs> Learn it's the truth, knowledge. sheeple. Wake up. <laughs> those aren't real bears. I mean, yeah, I think your sentiment is a, is a correct one. However, it feels like some of this stuff, yeah. some of it, is things that... Uh, well-adjusted adults should already know. Yeah, you have not made any inaccurate statements. We yeah, can confirm that's true. That. And it's I really like, true. and I think I like your support of whistleblowers. is a very important yeah. thing. Yes, especially in this day and age. Especially, yeah. however, it feels like it just feels like you're not blowing any any whistles. I see. Yeah. So you might just want more astro-specific. Oh well, things. that would be great. Yeah, yeah like, that's generally the scandal. Speaking, that's whistleblowing the scandal. comes from someone who's an insider, and it's about something you wouldn't know unless you were an insider. So here's here's one that'll blow your mind. Okay, here all we right. Go. You know how the Astros were videotaping signs, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they were banging on garbage cans in yes. order to uh-huh. alert their team. Yep. Well, the signs actually came from a catcher who was telling the pitcher what to pitch. And this is a common practice that's done with every baseball team. This isn't just the majors. This is the minors, too. This is even done in some collegiate and high school levels. They're telling them when to throw a curveball, when to throw a fastball, when to throw a knuckleball, when to throw a, a other kind of ball. These are all done through throwing hand signals to their pitchers, and I just blew the lid off of it. Me, I, the whistleblower who's trying to make <laughs> baseball fair again. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I, you could think that the Astros scandal could be a thing that happened and existed without people already being aware of it. I the feel fact. like people are watching me. I think I might have to go. I just blew the I lid off this whole damn organization. Fine. I'm upset that we bought the voice modulator. Yeah, that was I, one of the more expensive, expensive things. The oh three my God. layers of bulletproof glass. That was a lot. For all of the windows in the studio. It is so hot in here now. Or it's been a so greenhouse effect. Yeah. Oh, just call me the wiki. He made us cement in all of the vents. I just blew all of your minds. Well, thank oh, you very much for your time. Yes, I your guess. minds yeah. have been blown. Thank you, Dean. Whistle blown. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. All sports, weird sports, time for all sports, weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What we this got? week's wide world of weird sports? <laughs> Rollerball. Oh, this sounds like one of the games they play in Tron. <laughs> kind of. This feels like an extreme sport, an X game, perhaps. Yeah. Well, kind of. Rollerball. Is this what the Aztecs called the thing where they were rolling heads? People, yeah, yeah. kind of. Rollerball is a <laughs> 1975 science fiction sports film. Uh, okay, 
Directed were, and produced you were close by Norman Jewison. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that you guys didn't immediately recognize. I grew up watching Rollerball. I've never I'm, seen it. I might watch it tonight. Oh, man. It stars Jimmy Kahn. Oh. And John Houseman and Maude Adams and John Beck and Moses Gunn and Ralph Richardson. Don't know any of them. See, here's the thing. If I were to to make a list of the things that I liked and didn't like about the movie, Jimmy Kahn would definitely be on the... Uh, the, the negative side of it, what would I call that? The uh, <laughs> like it was pros, and then the other one would be uh, negatives. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's it. Uh, the screenplay was written by William Harrison, adapting by his own short story called Rollerball Murder, <laughs> which had first appeared in September 1973 issue of Esquire. I think they made a smart choice by cutting the murder. Right. One wonders what the editors of Esquire were thinking by leaving it in. <laughs> Get ready to have your mind blown. Although Rollerball had an American cast, a Canadian director, and was released by an American company, it was produced in London and Munich. What? Truly a, a what global. What a global economy. Oh, we my gosh. All right, let's hear Back a little bit. Back in the 70s, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, let's hear a little bit about the plot. Shall we? Yes, indeed. Jonathan E., who is played by Jimmy Kahn, is a team captain and veteran star of the Houston Rollerball team. Mm. Yep. He'd become the sport's most recognizable and talented player. After another impressive performance against Madrid, Mr. Bartholomew, played by John Houseman, chairman oh, of this the... This is a movie, right? This is a so movie. So it's fake Madrid. Yeah, it's fake Madrid. Okay. Uh, but uh, Mr. Bartholomew is the God chairman... damn it, Joel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Mr. Bartholomew, he plays the uh, chairman of the Energy Corporation, uh, who's headquartered in Houston, announces that Jonathan will be featured in a multivision broadcast about his career in multivision. What is, what is, uh, we still don't, what is Rollerball? It'll get to it. Do you Jordan, want this? This is more like Moby Dick. Okay, you know? okay, got it, got it. you're like, where's the whale? It's like, okay. hold your horse. You want got like 900 pages. I mean, if you oh. want to, uh, I can go over the rules of Rollerball first, and then we can get into the plot. Let's do Will that. that actually. Okay, so roller, this is the that. game. Rollerball is played by two teams, 12 players each, nine roller skaters, three motorcyclists. Got it so far? Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. The game is played in three 20 minute periods, making for one hour of total playing time. Just Short like hockey. That's Got it. it. More teams should do this. Yep. A steel ball is shot into a circular arena whose sidelines for both teams are located in the center. One of the teams must capture the ball before it rolls into the gutter, and a new ball must be fired. Okay? Big steel ball. Okay, so it's like bowling, but interactive. Right, exactly. Yeah. Sounds dangerous. Yes, and I mean, remember, three motorcyclists, pretty yeah. dangerous. Yeah. You pretty know dangerous. what? If you took a motorcycle into a bowling alley, that would be dangerous. Yeah, but that's not all. Once a player captures the ball, his team goes on offense and ex- attempts to score by placing the ball in the defending team's goal at one side of the stadium. The defending team attempts to protect their goal or steal the ball. Okay, and so... When do we get to the golden snitch? So that, no, that game does not make the sense. Thing, the thing that Quidditch you catch does not that make means sense. you win it makes all of this other stuff not mean anything. Although there are, much like in Quidditch, the motorcyclists, they are not on the offense. They're all defense. They're attempting to block the opposing team's skaters. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Injured players are removed from the field by medics, and fresh players are substituting the game to replace them in real time. You don't stop play. Someone's injured. This sounds very exciting. Which is yeah. part of what makes the game move so fast, which is so great in cinema. <laughs> right? Uh, there are some fouls. Skaters may use force against each other, but not against motorcyclists. 
Motorcyclists oh, cannot oh, yeah, use. That, that feels that like the what I was very one way. Yeah. Right. No, it's roller <laughs> those, derby. Those poor defenseless motorcyclists <laughs> are out there. What if one of the skaters tries right. to hurt them? And, but motorcyclists can't use force against anyone. No skaters or each oh, other. Okay. And also, uh, skaters are not permitted to forcibly engage fallen players. Yeah, you don't kick a guy when he's down. Yeah. Or a girl. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. There is Barbara Trentum as Daphne. Don't forget. Uh, oh, we haven't gotten there yet no. because you guys wanted me to double back on the rules. Well, help me to understand the plot if I understand the rules. Okay. So we're going to have to go through this quick because it's yeah. a pretty big plot. It's a complicated movie. It's science fiction. Bartholomew tells Jonathan that he wants him to retire. He offers As the rollerballer a lavish retirement package if Jonathan makes an announcement during a special. Oh, sounds like fun. But he then preaches the benefits of a corporate-run society ah, from oh, Energy Corp yep, yep. and uh, the importance of respecting executive decisions. I mean, the executives are what matter. And Jonathan, Jimmy Khan refuses. Oh, what a rebel. Yeah. Uh, suspicious of a forced retirement, Jonathan goes to a library and asks for books about the corporation and its history. He finds that all the books have been Library's digitized and edited to suit the corporations. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And the corporations in this movie, they don't really go over this, they're like the government. Right. So it's like government censorship. And How all. is that different from now? Whoa. Whoa. Birdie 2020. <laughs> so uh, then Rollerball uh, falls into senseless violence because the rules are changed by Energy Corp to try to force Jonathan out. Mm. They try to make it more dangerous. <laughs> We've right? all heard this story before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember when Reebok changed all the rules to the NBA to try and get James, LeBron James out of the game? Then it gets yeah. really bad because the brutality of the match starts killing several players, including Houston's lead biker, Blue. Um, and Jonathan's best friend and teammate, Moon Pie. He's mm. left in a vegetative state. So now he wants revenge Pie. against this energy corp that well, changed the, name, the rules and tried to take him out. The name yeah. makes more sense in the vegetative state. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bartholomew hosts an executive teleconference to discuss the game's future, and they decide that Houston, New York game, will be played with no penalties and no substitutions and no <laughs> time limit and hope that Jonathan will be killed during the game. Somebody made a mistake running that meeting. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a few people who came out like, we went in to throw water in this fire. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so then Jonathan makes his way to Geneva to access the world's central supercomputer known as Zero. Uh, well, referred oh, to yeah. The, yeah. So Zero's kind what of What a like, perfectly natural <laughs> evolution. Mid-second yeah, yeah. act. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, so Zero uh, is kind of like Janet from Good Place, right? Except when he finds out then that Zero lost the entire 13th century. Someone edited that. Whoops. It's because Jonathan was trying to find out how corporations make their decisions, but then it doesn't. it becomes indecipherable. Because I mean, if we were going to lose a century, that might be the one. That's nah, not a bad one yeah. to lose. Mongol conquest? That was bad, guys. A lot of people died. I think the worst part, though, is 13th century is when they invented rollerball. So they're basically <laughs> deleting their own history. It was very troubling. Yep. Uh, so Jonathan's ex-wife comes to him, tries to uh, make it clear that the coming game will be to death, um, tries to seduce him. Jonathan's like, well, I'm still going to play after he finds out that she was sent by the corporation oh, boy. to try to guilt him or try to get him to play. Well, you really hate when your wife gets sent by a corporation right, to have exactly. sex with you. It's very total to recall. You to, yeah. like, consider just a divorce. Remember that? Uh, so then the final uh, match quickly loses any semblance of order. It devolves into a gladiatorial fight. Jonathan is soon the only player left on the track for Houston. Um, after a violent struggle in front of Mr. Bartholomew's box, Jonathan dispatches the skater, takes the ball. Biker charges at him. Uh, uh, and then he refuses to kill his fallen opponent. 
And then he makes his way to the uh, goal and then slams the ball home, scoring the only point. As is Jimmy Kahn does. See a happy ending. Yeah. At the end, I, I like the way you seamlessly transitioned into a friend describing a movie in like the seventh <laughs> right, grade. Exactly. Well, I'm running out of time. Didn't want to get into the nitty gritty. But then there's this really awesome moment where Jonathan's skating around the tracks. He survived and they were trying to kill him. And the audience starts going, Jonathan, Jonathan. John, it's very like Rocky, and it makes you feel good because like he finally stood up to the corporation. Mr. Bartholomew's like, "No, I'm ruined." No, he's not really. No, he's not. That's no, not he's believable not. at all. No, they'd be chanting Johnny, Johnny. Right. You're not going to go with the three syllable Jonathan. Yeah, that's right. no yeah, reason. No, they, yeah. But this is the thing: is Mr. Bartholomew now knows that like. He was trying to like show the power of corporations, then the the power. So now he knows that the audience will devolve into a riot to try to save their favorite player. So he like saves Rollerball, and he wins the hearts and minds of these so the only, corporate sheep. The only thing that could defeat an evil corporation was the power of the sport of Rollerball. Yes, all, thank you. All I'm hearing here is the parallels to the March seventeenth, nineteen fifty five, Rocker Ricard riot in uh, in hashtag episode. <laughs> And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. All the power of sports is going to save us all. Even though I'm a sports outsider, I don't really believe that. Distance of Podcast Town. This brings a close on the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we'd like to in- invite back on the uh, Deep Throat Astros whistleblower. Yes, to uh, give our contact information. You can find us on Twitter by going to twittercom number 3 podcast That's twittercom number 3 podcast Sometimes. Somebody will take your words and retweet them as if they are their own. Deep throat. You can find us on Facebook <laughs> by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. They're selling ads for you to view so they can make money. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. And these podcasts, especially the old ones, have been recorded much, much earlier, sometimes even years. But you can listen to them now as if they're new. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. You think Deep Throat knows that the lizard people make us do this? Bye, Joel. Joel.